about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt ah the episode we look forward (laughs) to we dread our fans love our fans hate the episode of the podcast i feel like the most important episode balance yeah truly it's it's a tough time for us all (laughs) will we be speaking at the end of this unclear because it is time for the 2023 ranking of every movie that we saw last year yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brought to you by careful math and uh, Excel equations. No, there's no Excel equations going oh. on. Uh, <laughs> I'm <written> not. <laughs> and <laughs> graphed by Matthew. I am not smart enough to know how to use an Excel equation. <laughs> so I will be counting on my fingers. Wow. Yeah. Using my okay. iPhone calculator. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be accepting any sort of audits. Um, we have got what we have got as far yeah. as yeah. carefully tabulated power, results. I know. I don't know how you ended up getting this episode in in your you know your responsibilities. Um, I mean, every year I'm like, huh? Should I should I throw a coup and get this back in order to make sense of it a little bit better? Nope. <laughs> nope. Instead, I nope, nope. I I have all the spreadsheets for the last. It's all like one big giant Google. Excel doc that has no equations in it. We'll print Um, it as a coffee book um, to order this Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, so there's so I have six years worth of stuff, so I can see like how many movies we've watched every year, um, what you know, what our favorites were, Mm -hmm, what our mm -hmm. least favorites were. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very a very interesting data sample. Probably yeah, too much insight into our shifting personalities. Yes. Uh, I will say this. This year we watched less movies or or I yeah. guess we, maybe we watched more of the same movies. Um, mm. We did, however, have closer related opinions than we have previously. Um, really? Because yes. I was making this list and I was like, I feel like this is the year <laughs> where Matt and I diverge. I just I have a sense in my gut that our top 10 aren't the same. I feel like we have strong opinions on opposite end of the spectrums for some of these films. So I think, I'm I'm honestly I, shook. I'd say there's a handful of movies that we have like very different opinions on. Yeah. And then the rest of them we have somewhat similar opinions on. Mm, okay. Um I, I mean I guess say, we'll see was, when we get into them. I was like digging through this list and I was like, you know, I feel like this was a good year it wasn't like full of my favorites like nothing that'll like crack the top 20 of all time for me um but it also i felt like it was more like middle of the road these were fine like they scratched an itch whatever type of thing because <laughs> i feel like a lot in years past there's been like a huge disparity where i like hate the bottom 50 like i just saw so many trash movies and i hated them all and then had really strong opinions for like the top 10 but this time around, I feel like it's maybe the inverse where I have like, oh, wow, yeah, I like this top 20 or so. And then everything 
to like 60 ish is like that was good <laughs> yeah i think there's less less bad like, yeah, less terrible terrible thing yeah. <laughs> or maybe we have just gotten to the point where we've sort of self-selected out of some of those i don't know um, I don't know if that's true. I, I I will say I think the other thing that I learned putting this list together is I either need to like go out of my way to make you watch things I like more mm. or I am just picking things that are like not in theaters enough or what because <laughs> it was like I, I my list is obviously way longer than Shelby's because I have to watch a bunch of stuff for work. And yeah. so I mostly call out like the documentaries, the random things I see at festivals, the international movies, you know, mm, the like very all of that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes highbrow, sometimes not great at all. Um, so I got rid of lots and lots of stuff, but I don't want to, you know, get rid of like my my top top picks yeah, because course, I obviously want to tell people about those. Yeah, so yeah. I respect um, that. Yeah, so throughout the... But then I also feel like this year you had more stuff that I hadn't seen than in the last couple of years, too. what a plot twist. So... I I think you rely on me for the general public uh, popular opinion Netflix and streaming flicks, and you Mm -hmm. just don't ever get around to them. (laughs) Yes, yes, that is true. Um, Pretty rude, because my issue with... Like, there's movies you've seen that I'm like, they've been on my list. They're just inaccessible to me. Okay? Right. You I live just, an elite lifestyle that I have not yet cracked into. I just hate – I don't really love watching things at home. And yeah. I don't – and I feel like I am always, like, busy booking things. So it's very <laughs> rare that I'm, like, sitting around that ha- – at, at home in the evening and think like oh I have two hours like let me put on a movie like if I yeah. am sitting around for two hours it's, I'm like oh I have a freelance thing I could be working on I like need to go to the gym I, I don't know I feel like <laughs> just I just have drag me honestly yeah, I well you have a child which uh <laughs> is child. is right. is a big something I do not have you know yeah well, so, some people argue that should make me have less time to sit around and watch two-hour movies but um I appreciate the attempt to uh, honor my, but like you're, but like you're like stuck in the house a lot. Mm, You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like it's evening. Your child is in bed. You can't just like go. I can't go have a social life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah, totally. I. What else is there to do but watch Netflix original films? No one else has bothered. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why there's things on your list where I was like, I have never even heard of this movie, let alone watch it. Um, but before we get into the list and the math of the list, we do have Mm. some housekeeping, uh, to get to, um, which is that this may or may not be our last episode for a bit. Um, we will be definitely off next week. And then after that, it's a bit on a to be determined timeline because sad news. I found out a couple of weeks ago that I have leukemia. Very exciting. I know. Matthew. (laughs) Matthew, you can't just tell me this like this. This is this is too much information. This is the first time Shelby's hearing this. I I hope you're ready for this ranking. And you're not upset (laughs) that you put some of my favorites lower than you should have. I take it all back. Oh my gosh. I'll never disagree with you again. Please, God, why? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I will be I'm playing sorry. that card throughout this as we go. Yeah, um yeah. 
Shelby, I have cancer. I, Would you yeah. like to adjust yeah. your numbers yeah. a bit, please? <laughs> I hate Barbie. Barbie's the worst movie <laughs> ever made. Um, can't, no one should enjoy that. Um, <laughs> but no, I did know. I did know. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, yes. Continue with your very sad news and uh, I'll put myself on mute. <laughs> well, hopefully not very sad news. Um, s- s- tr- Slightly troubling. I don't know how you classify it. But <laughs> yes. Casual. Yeah. So cancer light news. I I found out I I've been having like you know blood work and stuff done for a couple of months, which was not super fun. When you're sitting around being like, hmm, I'm pretty sure I have cancer, but which variety do I have? Yeah. Is it terrible yeah. or is it a mild one? <laughs> um, luckily, my doctor said that if you have to have leukemia, this is a good form of leukemia to have. Um, Putting that on a sweatshirt. Yes, it's pretty treatable. <laughs> the life expectancy is. as about as close to normal as you can get with cancer which is great um so yeah i start chemotherapy on next monday and i have um different forms of treatment for like two months um and i'll have a super low immune system so unclear on whether i'll just be tired if i'll be sick um it's all outpatient so theoretically i should be fine and able to record Mm -hmm, a podcast mm -hmm. the other wrinkle though (laughs) is that the important piece yes (laughs) the other wrinkle though is that i won't be you know able to necessarily always go see things in theaters depending on how busy it is basically i will what i'm hearing (laughs) is that your life is about to become more like mine I know. Basically, <laughs> a child is cancer is what we're learning <laughs> uh, here today. Um, yeah, I'll be living my life like a bubble boy. Yeah, and yeah. so we love that for you. Yeah. So something like uh, Godzilla versus Kong age <laughs> of the Kong Arita or whatever. Oh, darn. Won't be able oh, to catch that in theaters. Rats. rats. I really want to, but won't be able to. I'm like, I actually don't know when that movie comes out. out. Probably not till like June or whatever. But um, but yeah. So TBD, what exactly the podcasting schedule will be looking yeah. like upcoming? Yeah. But we never know what the podcasting <laughs> schedule is going to look like from week to week. So really, is this any different from what I we've been no, no. doing for the past six years? No. It just gives you a really valid excuse to do what you want. So. No longer can you say something like, "Mm, I don't want to do Hustlers. I want to do Goldfinch. And I laugh in your face. I just have to roll with it. I I say, I could be dying. We have to do the Goldfinch. (laughs) And you have to say, okay. Yeah. I mean, um, for the record, I I hope you do feel better. I hope it is as easy and wonderful as it seems. And the only reason I make light of it is because um, you gave me permission to. So I I don't want anyone in our our listeners to think that I don't care because I do. How often in life do you get the opportunity to make cancer jokes? Is my yeah yeah it is sort a of really my take on this. Balance. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm like, while we're here and while I have cancer, let's you know try out some new material. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully I'm not canceled um, because Matt needs me now more than ever. Um, I will be his virtual homebody uh, buddy. I would so. like the record to show that I tried to use this as an excuse to get Shelby to move back to New York and <laughs> she refused. So I know, man. If, if I die, only, it's her fault. Everybody. If only you had ranked Barbie higher, then maybe <laughs> I would have known we were the Well, you don't know friends. how high I ranked Barbie because you haven't seen the results yet. Yeah, well, you texted me this morning and said, if you rank Barbie in your top 10, my face will melt off. So 
I think I have an idea. Okay. In general. general okay. Expectation there. Okay. Yeah. Um, will my face melt off? You yeah. listeners will have to wait and see. Uh, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Let's get into the rankings because this takes forever. And let me explain the math briefly. Please. please. I need a refresher. <laughs> as always. Okay. So how this works is you're looking for a low score. The mm-hmm. lower, the better. Um just like in golf, I think. Uh, yes, Shelby yes, and I yes. both ranked our the, all the movies that we had seen, um, you know, from one to 60, 70 something or another. We have 106 movies that we've seen on this list combined. Oh, and uh, yeah, very small, very chic, uh, mm-hmm. highly tidied mm-hmm. up. Minimalist, yeah. Um, <laughs> If the movies, if we both saw the movie, we just add the scores together. So if Shelby ranked a movie fourth and I ranked a movie sixth, we add the score together. That's 10 points. If how, and then, you know, sort but from whoever has the least amount of points to the most amount of points. However, mm-hmm. where this gets tricky is with movies <laughs> that only one of us have seen. Um, the way that we have been doing this, which unclear if it's fair or if it works, but this is how we've been doing it. So we're going <laughs> to keep doing it. Is basically if one of us, I I went through and figured out the average difference between our scores on movies that the pair of us have both seen, which this year is 19 points. So there is an (laughs) average 19 point difference between Shelby's ranking and my ranking for any given movie. Uh, If a movie has only been seen by one of us, that person's score is doubled and then 19 extra points are added to that score. Presumably, the other person liked it nineteen points worse than. The so, person if who I ranked it. something at thirty that you never saw, it would become right. sixty plus nineteen. Yes, so it would okay. be seventy nine points. Okay, cute. So this keeps one things that only one of us have seen that really liked out of you know like the number one, two, three. You know, it's like yeah, it yeah. sort of knocks those down a bit. However, it does also create a big fat turd at the bottom of our list which is <laughs> movies that I hated and Shelby didn't see. Um, yeah, yeah. Always so starting we, off strong. Yeah, you know, so really we have a bunch invested. of those to get through first and starting with the bottom movie on our <laughs> list um, which I ranked 85 out of 86 movies, I believe. Um, mm. Is Ferrari. The uh, <laughs> Adam driver car movie which was terrible all of the cast were doing different accents there was like just horrible cgi of bodies literally flying through the air after car crashes there's one scene where you just get to see a severed uh torso it it, it's a horrible movie and i hated it and you didn't watch it so therefore it is in 106th place uh slightly above that we have american symphony which not only is a sort of snoozy documentary about john baptiste the singer and his wife who happens to have leukemia where (gasps) he sort of just like abandons her and goes and tours the world but also i had to watch this while i thought that i might have a worse form of leukemia than (laughs) i did and it was severely traumatic so i ranked that very low as well never heard of it right above that is napoleon um (laughs) the joaquin phoenix napoleon biopic very long i would have ranked it about there too 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, Shelby would agree with this if she'd seen it. Uh, 103, we have Anyone But You, the Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney rom-com, which I ranked at 81. Yeah. Uh, One point above that at 102, we have A Good Person. This is the Florence Pugh movie that was directed by her ex-boyfriend, Zach Braff, and then they broke up, I believe, before the movie came out, maybe. So slightly awkward there. Uh, at 101, we have the Netflix movie Pain Hustlers that starred Emily <laughs> Blunt and Chris Evans, where they're traveling around Florida trying to hawk pain pills, and she has a deranged accent. Cute. And at number 100, we have Shelby's first entrance on to the list, uh, which she saw and did not like. She ranked at 74. I did not see it. It is Hell mm. Camp. What yeah. even is this? Hell Camp is a Netflix documentary about... Um troubled teen like camps you know oh yeah it's a specific one it wasn't it's like an interesting topic obviously and like a sad uh situation but the documentary itself was just really 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 bad so okay well a couple more a couple more movies you haven't seen at 99 we have indiana jones and the dial of destiny uh which was terrible right above that at 98 we have flaming hot the cheetos movie which both is... of which are oscar nominated yeah <laughs> so exciting stuff there for the oscar nominees but at 97 we have the movie which honestly should be at the bottom of our list mm. because both you and i ranked knock at the cabin very <laughs> last on our lists literally i mean this came out like january last year and it's it has not been topped i mean bottomed out it's it's just remained it's been bottoming all year round yeah exactly it's it's a true bottom and we hate it yeah the yeah it was it was bad like in a bunch of different ways but sort of i think the morals at the end were just so heinous on top of everything else that i really (laughs) couldn't like i couldn't get around any point of this and it wasn't fun yeah yeah um one point above that in 96, we have Strays. The Will Ferrell is oh. voicing a talking dog movie. It didn't work out for you? You didn't You didn't find it enjoyable? It did not. But I do have a shirt that says, go fetch yourself, that I wear to the gym sometimes. <laughs> that I got from the premiere. Uh, number 95, we have You People, which you saw and I did not. You didn't see this? No. Oh. It's the um, Jonah Hill, like... A Jewish person dates a black person and they get into a who had it worse Olympics with their family. I don't know. It it was bad. And it ended with a CGI kiss, which is honestly laughable because Wait, what they does hated that mean? each other so much. Oh, like they really? physically did not want to kiss. They hated each other. It's a rom-com, right? And they get and married. And the actors in the end. hated each other. But the actors hated each other so much that they just bent forward, did not kiss, and instead CGI'd it to like glom their faces together in a blur (laughs) honestly iconic really yeah Um, not good i'm like wait that should be a couple points higher i think just for that i mean to be fair it is 70 out of 75 for me so it (laughs) it did sneak up there um (laughs) at 94 we have five nights at freddy's which you ranked at 73 and i ranked at 84 yeah i mean this is yeah we did a whole episode on that yeah, it but it dumb. did well on Peacock. Crazy. I mean, it did well in theaters. It did well everywhere it went, except for with critics and people with tastes, such as um, yours truly. So, yes. uh, I don't know. At number ninety three, we had your biggest appointment of the year, which is sixty five. Yeah. Oh, what a letdown. 
You know, this is the dinosaur. Oh, Adam Driver. Truly banner year for him. La Brea Tar Pits. (laughs) Adam Driver is in the future. No, no, no. He's in. He's from the future, but he went to the past. No, no, no. He's not from the future. He is from the very past, but in a different, you know, whatever galaxy where people have evolved. So he's not human. Okay. But he goes on a deep space travel and crash lands into our Earth in. 65 million years ago where there's dinosaurs and he has to like survive and get to the like you know what's it called escape pod that crashed before he can before Mm. the meteor comes and strikes (laughs) strikes classic strikes the world a good premise a great premise i love it did not work number 92 we have the boston strangler which you saw and i did not see is this Karen knightley yeah, this is Kira Knightley, another sort of period piece, but this is like the 80s. She's a reporter who's drawing attention to what she thinks is a serial killer, but no one's like connecting the dots until she does. And so blah, 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 blah. It wasn't that good. It was pretty forgettable and not that entertaining. In mm. um, 91, we have Scream 6, which somehow you didn't. See, there weren't a couple of things on this list where I was like, I swear we did a full episode on this. And then no, it was like, no, nope. do Scream 5. Nowhere to be seen. Scream 5 was good. Scream 6 was yeah. terrible. Scream 6 was also supposedly set in New York, but was obviously not shot here. <laughs> um, and it was so bad that it has basically ended the franchise. Yeah. Um, okay. And number 90, you have Great Photo, Lovely Life, which I have never heard of. Yeah, no, this is another documentary on Netflix that's about this like young documentarian who realizes her grandpa was a pedophile and does a documentary interviewing him. And like, it's really gross because he very casually like admits to it. He's very like unapologetic. They get a lot of disturbing details about the whole thing. And it turns out he sexually abused her sister and her mom. But her mom also kind of like, I don't know. It was interesting because one, you get these interviews with the pedophile, but two, you get this interesting dynamic where the mom is a victim, but then she also kind of puts her own daughter in harm's way and refuses to acknowledge her complicity in that, even knowing what her father was like. And so the older daughter holds a lot of resentment towards her mother. And then the younger daughter who's doing the documentary has like a more pulled back understanding and maybe empathizes with her mom as a victim more. And so it's like an interesting dynamic and I wish it had focused on that more. But since the director was so biased, obviously, it lingered a lot more on like trying to get acknowledgement from their very religious grandpa, which with all that Christian language around forgiveness just felt sort of like a chance at penance for him, which I didn't love. So I don't know. It was really interesting, but I feel like it kind of fell apart in the end. Okay, we'll not be watching that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. At number 89, we have The Drop, which you ranked 72 and I ranked 79. I saw this, not this past summer, but the previous summer oh, so. at Tribeca. And so <laughs> had completely forgotten that it was even a movie until I saw it on your list and was like, oh, wait, I remember seeing that. And I remember it was bad. Yeah, yeah. It's very unlikable. This couple who thinks they're ready to have kids drops their friend's baby, which is a funny premise. But then it just kind of fizzles and doesn't know where to go with it. The premise is so funny. And it stars one of the girls from 
um, pen 15. Pen 15. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be hysterical. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. So boring. Um, in number 88, we have the Meg 2, which I avoided, yeah. but you saw in ranked 65. I did. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was better than the first, but that's not saying much. So. At number 87, we have Next Goal Wins, which was the Taika Waititi soccer movie mm. that I saw at Toronto. You didn't see this. It, I ranked it 64. It was sort of fine, but like not great. It's streaming now, so. Oh. Maybe well, I'll you can watch it. At <laughs> <laughs> number 86, we have Renfield, um, yeah. which we did do an episode on. You ranked this 69. I ranked it 74. So we're about. Okay, yeah even yeah. on this pretty forgettable i mean i like nick cage in it but it wasn't like enough you know yeah yeah but this i feel like is where we're sort of getting into these movies where it's like yeah i like i did not like them but i can't like muster enough energy to sort of hate <laughs> them which i feel like in usual years we have a lot more of those yeah yeah, yeah. number agree. 85 we have migration the duck movie that penny famously <laughs> knew about before you or i did yeah she still asks about it. She's like, oh, there's a mean chef. She's like, mean chef? And I'm like, I don't... It, yeah, there's a chef trying to kill ducks and the ducks are trying to get away. And that's really that's really the whole thing. Um, and it's it's fine. It's an unoffensive animated film. Okay. Not Speaking nominated of, for an Oscar, though, this year, so... No, but is a movie that is nominated for an Oscar is Elemental, yeah. which you ranked 63, I ranked 78. I sort of really hated the, like... Uh, you like, hate the fire people. The fire you're people. Pro, you're pro-segregation, <laughs> if I the, recall the, correctly. The fire people who are sort of like, oh, they're you're just like, like non-white like people. <laughs> like, they're, we'll just lump all of these stereotypes together. We'll call them fire. But it does make sense that the rest of everybody wouldn't <laughs> want to live with the people who could burn them alive. No, you no, know? no, no. That's not my issue with it. And I want that to be on the record for eternity. I am not pro-segregation. I think society should work to be more equitable, I'll even say towards this. the fire people. If um, there were people who were actively... <clears throat> like on fire the entire time that they were alive, <laughs> just walking around, I would advocate for segregation against them. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I think this movie struggled to decide if it wanted to be like the Pixar's first rom-com or like this really, you know, immigration, child of immigrants movie. I, it just kind of falls apart. And I've had to rewatch it multiple times because of said child and I still don't have any love for it. So, mm. Uh, and number 83, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, yeah. which you ranked 60, I ranked 80. Uh, th yeah. This was... <laughs> Marvel's obviously not, not doing well, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not good. I, I, It's also hard because Jonathan Majors is really the only, like, good part of this, but it's, like, you know, ick at this point. Yeah. Um, I did think there was some funny stuff with Paul Rudd, but again, it's not a good movie. It was just and, more watchable than some of these other ones for me, personally. And spoiler alert, there is more uh, Jonathan Majors coming on yeah, this list. Yeah. Very <laughs> exciting and exciting. Things to look forward to. <laughs> At number 82, we have Scrub Scrub. No. <laughs> Wonka, which you ranked 62. I ranked 76. You know, I think you should put it higher because you have referenced it more than I have in our friendship and our time together. And you, in fact, do know that song by heart. 
So. I'm I'm on the uh, Critics' Choice Committee for um, these things called Super Awards, which are basically like genre kind of awards. Mm-hmm. And one of the committees that I'm on is sci-fi and fantasy. And there's like not that many sci-fi or fantasy movies that come out every year because like there's a separate section for horror. There's a separate section right. for superhero movies. So it's like you're really okay. kind of limited. And okay. one of the options is Wonka. <laughs> and I did today vote for Olivia Coleman as, you know, best like no. in the best actress no. section for that movie. So... I'll say Absolutely that. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> noodle. Um, yeah, no, made no impact on me except that it irritated me for too long. Sorry, Noodle, I believe is the correct lyric. Um, at 81, we have John Wick Chapter 4, which I ranked at 59. Oh, I'm hater. surprised you didn't see this. Oh, have you seen well, any of the John Wick movies? Rob, yeah, I have, but Rob went to the theater and I had to stay home with the baby. Mm. It wasn't worth getting a babysitter for. You know what I mean? Yeah, we just knew I wouldn't be that into it. Yeah, it was good. Like it was fine, but it wasn't great. I didn't think it was as good as the last couple. It 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 was so long. I think that's an unpopular opinion, though, right? I think everyone liked it, didn't they? Like, yes, I think they did. I guess the thing is, like, fifty nine isn't like like that's you know, there's thirty movies that I like less than that at least. Um, so it's not terrible for me. It's just kind of you know whatever. Uh, at number 80, we have Rustin, which mm. is the Netflix biopic starring Coleman Domingo, which he his performance is really good, but the movie's just sort of a boring biopic. So I ranked that 58. Um, and one slot above that, we have Joyride, which you saw and I did not. <laughs> yeah, Joyride is um, the get to the party comedy about the Asian women who go on a road trip and get into all sorts of hijinks. And it's not really great. Um, it stars Ashley Kim from Emily in Paris. Um, it- I, is that her name? <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what just happened there? <laughs> my, my microphone fell. Okay. We're back. We're back. <clears throat> I was cursed for my strong opinions. Uh, Joyride was <laughs> not funny, that funny to me, but it did make me cry on an airplane. Um, because oh. there was a storyline about this one one of the girls is adopted and she's on a journey to find her birth mother and then realizes too late that she'd passed. And so then she watches it. it. I don't know. It's the whole thing. It's very sweet, that portion of it. But the jokes are kind of all regurgitated at this point from other R-rated comedies. Hmm. Okay. Uh, number 78, we have Tetris, the, oh, wow. <laughs> the Tetris movie on Apple Plus, I believe. Uh, shocked that you didn't go out of your way yeah, to watch sorry. this. I sorry, ranked I it 57. It um, um, it's, uh, it's what's his face from Taron Edgerton. Yeah. It honestly is more interesting than you would think because it's about the like creation of Tetris, which was created in the USSR, um, where there were no copyright laws, and then all of these big corporations from other company or from other parts of the world, like trying to figure out who owns Tetris. Wow. <laughs> Well, when you put it like that. Uh, Are you excited about copyright law? Yeah, because I know I am. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> At number 77, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is nominated for an Oscar, and I do need to watch it, but I have been putting <gasps> off. So you we're, haven't. we're going solely wow. off your ranking here. Yeah, I mean, this is an unpopular opinion because most people loved it. I thought it was kind of too long. It split up the group dynamics, and um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just, I was probably burnt out of uh, superhero movies at this point, which is something coming for me. But Will Poulter's in it, and I do love him. And so I bet if you saw it, you might like it. Um, well, it I will be soon. Over. Yeah. <laughs> it's too some long. Of the, some of these movies, I'm like, you know what'll make this better? Watching a drink chemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really will cheer me up watching three totally. hours of Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's uh, all about um, animal abuse and uh, how far is too far for science to oh, solve problems. Interesting. <laughs> uh, not what I thought it was going to be about. Okay, number 76. We have another movie about animal abuse. Um, Super Mario Brothers, the <laughs> movie, where where people are trying to kill turtles, basically. Yeah. Uh, you rank this 55. I rank this 71. Oh, okay. So you're like a real hater. I don't know. I kind of, I was whatever like, about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't, I didn't care enough to have an opinion either way. I felt like the one question I have is that they kind of set it up where there's the magical Mario land, but then there's also like our real, you know, sort of New York land, which is where they originate. And I feel like they should have gone like the bed noms and broomsticks route or like you know osmosis jones and like really did a blend of real and animated mm. um but like then it wouldn't, have been, it, it wouldn't have been uh, eligible for the animated oscar so yes that's <laughs> cowards. true um in number 75 we have the haunted mansion which you did not see no uh <laughs> i ranked this 53 i don't i went like on a sort of lovely date to a press screening of oh, this cute. so i don't know if that is helping this uh <laughs> ranking mean. we however are not together obviously so yeah. ill-fated so dead to you it's just mm -hmm. over <laughs> yeah yeah uh number 74 we have the creator which you ranked at 59 <laughs> i ranked at 65 i think we have similar opinions yeah. on this yeah also not Oscar nominated and probably will win for visual effects but i just thought it was this is a lame. weak year for visual effects but it sh but it but it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are I better mean, ones than the creator. Okay. I guess like what? Uh Godzilla minus one. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. Um that's that's the one like that comes Barbie? to mind. I guess Barbie? leave no trace. Cocaine bear. Uh cocaine bear does have visual effects that I can semi respect, I guess, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, number 73, we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Ugh, which you ranked at 53, and I ranked at 61, and I was thinking to myself as I was putting this to list together, like, if you had gone back in time and told Shelby I that know. this is where this movie would end after Fallout a couple of years ago. I know. Shocking. It's so, it's so upsetting to me, honestly. I had such high hopes, and they were just, it was so disappointing it's so dumb it's still like i'll think about it every now and then and be like that was so dumb and i have to sit through another one like next year or whatever it is yeah although they've apparently okay. changed the name they've changed they've... the name of the magical tech or the movie <laughs> the the <laughs> the movie it's there they've decided ah, it's not going to be part one and part two they're just, just going to change the next one to be you know mission impossible scorched earth or whatever reckoning. the name dead more dead most reckoning. dead dead <laughs> before you know it um shocking that this came in behind the scuttlebutt <laughs> the little mermaid which is sitting at 72 you ranked this at 36 i, I ranked know. it at 77 so thank goodness for me dragging yeah. this down to a more accurate place you on know, the list you know you know 
you know, when I hit send on this, this is the one where I was like, I think I ranked that too high. Um, but I do feel like I was charmed by the couple and that really salvaged it for by me. By the Lin Manuel Miranda song? Yeah, by the <laughs> by the cheap pieces. costumes. By the no, really great visual effects. No, by the by the chemistry between the leads because like these live actions, the bars on the floor, right? Like you had Dan Stevens and freaking Emma Watson struggling to make me believe that they loved each other. And this one, there was chemistry. There was sexual tension. There was a cutesy little flirtation happening. And that that blinds me to a lot of other flaws. I'll be honest about that. That's my that's my Achilles heel for sure. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay, we've arrived at the portion of this episode where we start the game of can Shelby guess which best picture nominee is <laughs> up? Um, and usually you sort of okay. don't remember any of the yeah, best I picture don't. nominees. So, I'm pull up the best so yeah, so pull up the list. I think picture. that the only one you haven't seen is Maestro. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. Okay. So that's floating around in that. here someplace <laughs> um, that is based solely on my ranking. But of the 10 best picture nominees okay. which one do you feel like we hated the most and ranked oh, 71st okay. okay. overall yes it's the okay. holdover yeah <laughs> the terrible agree. movie you ranked at 56 i ranked at 62 yeah honestly i i don't see why so many people love this but like more power to them i just feel like this is so lame at this point like it's just i cannot pretend to care about like gruff teacher learn something from troubled kid like i just and not to mention learn something from black woman yeah i mean davine joy is the best part of this but she's sidelined in such a frustratingly predictable way that it's just like what are we doing here Mm -hmm. yeah no completely agreed and so therefore it is sitting one spot below what should probably be Best Picture nominated, Red, White, and Royal Blue, <laughs> which you ranked at 64, and I, out of duty to the gays, ranked at 52. 52, sir. That's middle of your list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's wild. This is like a Hallmark-style version. This was this a ranking that was purely based on oh. how good the movie was, not based, not on, based any on any other things going yes. on in the film. Yeah. <laughs> It was based on the script. And Uma Thurman's accent. <laughs> and Uma Thurman's Wait, I forgot about that. I don't know if that makes me want to rank it higher or <laughs> lower. Like, put it than, in the top. Top two. We, move it up, move it up, move it up. Yeah. Um, at number 69, <laughs> we have A Haunting in Venice, which you ranked at 54 and I ranked at 55. So we were pretty oh, much in lockstep cute. on that one. Yeah, honestly, I'm sure it's... If we hadn't seen... Um, death on a nile how would we view this movie it's impossible to say but since the bar was subterranean it was like <laughs> oh this isn't that bad <laughs> i loved the death on the nile that been worse. the <laughs> more i think about that movie the more i love it um, wh- i feel like these lists are always shocking because there's certain things where i'm like this like how did this get this high and then there's other things where i'm like how is this this low and how did we get leave the world behind at 68 <laughs> i'm like that feels like it should have been way worse you ranked it at 44 i ranked it at 63 but i'm like i hated that movie i mean 63 that you, uh, you liked it better than like some things i guess so but i'm like what i mean you have the list <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But I'm confused. I think, yeah, as a film, I think what was impressive about this is the way they were able to sustain tension. 
And while that ultimately felt manipulated by a score and sort of predictable twists, I did like the final scene with the Friends episode and sort of what that had to say about how you survive in the unsurvivable world and what you what you seek for, what you find. <laughs> but yeah, it's not great, but it wasn't like the most miserable time I had watching a movie. I was tuned in the whole time. Sort of on a related note, I have decided that while I'm in my bubble boy era, I will be watching Sex and the City. Oh, wow. Which That's unrelated, but I respect it. <laughs> I am like, well, I mean, the world could be ending for oh, me. Oh, right. So, so um, Sex and the City will be your friends is what you're saying. Yes. I see. Yes, okay, yeah. is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, I was sort of looking around at shows and I was like, okay, what do I want to watch? But I wanted to watch something that didn't seem like that dark. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. also that was like, I could Low sort of stakes. like, if, if I fell asleep in the middle of an episode, yeah. it wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Um, but I don't really love like sitcom sitcoms. Mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. something that had a little bit more to it. And I felt like people have been telling me that I should watch Sex in the City for years. So like, yeah. why not? Yeah. Have you watched it? I've seen probably like 20% of it. I will not be watching it just like that. I did I did watch all of that season two for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember why. <laughs> uh, maybe you should get <laughs> checked out like for that. some sort of brain <laughs> issue. It was good background noise. Uh, <sighs> okay, in number 67, we have a movie that you and I saw together. Do you want to guess what that is? Would it be Megan? No. Wait. But honestly, like, not that far off. (laughs) I can't believe this didn't leave a huge impact on you. I I just have a I visited you in Texas. We went and saw this, I believe, in the theaters. I mean, I imagine so. I Uh, honestly. Starring Gerard Butler. Oh, yes. (laughs) Plain. Plain. (laughs) Which I ranked 67. You ranked 38. You love Plain. I loved it. I love playing. Can't wait for boat. Can't wait for train. Um, it's great. I Gerard Butler, you know, it, it, when he dials into what he's good at, it's a good time. Like, I think this was exactly what he can do, which is sort of the gruff muscle man um, bringing realistic tension to an unrealistic experience. Um, mm. I, I find it very entertaining. And you too, uh, those jump scares really worked on you. I do remember that. <laughs> It didn't make an impact. Rude. <laughs> we don't need to be talking about that <laughs> on air. Number 66, we have Sitting in Bars with Cake, which oh, I did yeah. not see. No, you got to cover your ears for this one because it's a cancer movie. Uh, Left me sobbing my life. on a plane for like an hour straight. I literally was worried the people next to me were going to ask like if I was okay. And I'd have to explain that I was just watching a Netflix <laughs> A Netflix movie that made no social impact, um, but it was it was good. I think. Did you watch this before or after you found out that I could? Be it was dying? before. It was. It, oh, okay. it was a premonition. I was preparing for the worst. Um, <laughs> but it's about two best friends living together, and the whole thing is one of them, played by uh, Yara from Blackish. Oh yeah, is Yara too shy, and so they decide the way she'll break eyes is bringing cakes to bars. And so you go into this movie thinking it's that, right? Like, oh, cute rom-com. Is she going to, you know, find her man? Suddenly, 30 minutes in, her BFF has a seizure. You realize she has a brain cancer. And it just like devolves from there where she's just like dying. And and Yara is like the main caretaker because anyways. 
And it's just, it's really sad, but it doesn't like, it felt, it felt fresh somehow, maybe because it was about this like female friendship instead of, you know, like, I don't know, most cancer movies are about a romance or parents or whatever. So it's it like 50, good, 50, but, it but girls. Hmm? I said it's like 50, 50, but girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never saw that. Um, but this one felt better. Just, uh, <laughs> I, I did watch it. And I liked it at the time. Cannot speak to how it would hold up yeah. uh, today. It feels, <laughs> it will not be a feels dicey. Yeah. We're not going to be watching that again. Um, in number 65, speaking of things that didn't quite hold up, we have Creed three, mm. uh, which you ranked at 40. Yeah. I ranked at 60. I yeah. love the first two Creed movies. And I think that I like sort of would have liked the third Creed movie more. I don't, yeah. I can't remember where in the sequence of events, the, um, the assault happened with Jonathan majors, but it was, it was like around the time this. that this happened. And I feel like it just like quickly soured the movie in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're watching his really good performance as this total maniacal, scary <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> And then you realize, like, oh, maybe he played it that well because it was just, like, second nature. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Uh, okay. Number 64. We have our second Best Picture nominee. Uh, okay. Would you care to consult the list and <clears throat> take a guess? Uh, Oppenheimer? Is, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is Oppenheimer, which you ranked 47. I ranked 51. So we're a about an agreement yeah. on this. Oppenheimer is a good, is a well-constructed movie. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad movie. It's just like long and it sort of begs the question, like, why are we doing this? And yeah. also the w- female characters are so horrendously bad yeah. that it really throws uh, everything into a different light for me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, congrats, you pulled it off. But it, I just don't care. And I do feel like the stronger part of the movie with him being terror, terrified of what he's done, whatever, blah, 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 is really, I don't know, you kind of lose any sort of question around his morality by then pivoting to this weird like Senate hearing and like RDJ's there being like, whoa, I hate this guy. He was mean to me. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, who are we rooting for and for what? I just, it felt like so long and unnecessary and like w- willing us to look past the travesty while still pretending like, oh yeah, don't you feel bad about this? At number 63, we have a movie which really is the first contention point of the episode, <laughs> I feel. Um, I ranked this at 27 because it is a masterpiece. You ranked this at 71 because you have no taste. It is Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I mean, we did a whole episode on it. So I guess people can just listen to that and decide for themselves. Uh, Justice for Margot Martindale as the park ranger. Oh, my gosh. I voted for her today, too, in the Super Awards for the... um, horror section and I actually <laughs> got her added to the like suggested nominees sort of list that was sent around nice. so I was like You're dear god please let, <laughs> let's get this woman a nomination I mean I was like yeah. how many gay people are on this nominating <laughs> committee like probably not enough but let's hope yeah I fully uh. admit this is just a taste thing I'm not gonna pretend that it's like a movie that shouldn't have been made or whatever it's just not it for me mm-hmm. okay 
Uh, at number 62, we have The Mission, which you saw and I did not mm. see. I sort of wanted to see this, though. Yeah, it was good. It's about it's a documentary um, from National Geographic about the young American self-proclaimed missionary who went to um, that island that has been completely isolated to try and bring God to them, Christianity, and they killed him. And it was like a story in like 2014, 2015, something around there. Maybe 2018. I don't know. Time. Just keep listing years. (laughs) It was uh, 2017 for sure. 2017. 2019 maybe? 2008. But no, it was interesting because they had a letter that the father of this guy wrote and he wasn't religious and he was sort of trying to come to terms with why his son did this and like what it was where it came from and like how he could feel about it knowing that he disagreed with it but also loved his son ultimately and so you have that interesting insight and then on top of it you have this sort of question of like what is faith and when is it too far like and like the colonization aspect of modern mis- of mo- missionary work period. And so it really spoke to me uh, as someone who came from a high demand mission centric religion. Um, and I also valued that there were, there were a couple of people in there who are still very much like, well, they need God. What do you want us to do? And then there was a guy who basically did the same thing and found this sort of isolated community, learned their language, like was the first to basically transcribe it, lived years amongst them. And then when he finally had the language down to tell them about Jesus, their question of like, well, what would this matter to us? Like could sit him on a spiral and he <laughs> he lost his belief system and realized like he had been in the wrong and like, you know, that was relatable for and sure. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're looking for. So it was good. It probably hold, held back some of its punches in the name of being, I don't know, compassionate. Um, but it was interesting. In number 61, we have the Jennifer Lawrence comeback vehicle, No Hard Feelings. <laughs> Which you ranked 28, I ranked 69. I did not think this movie was that funny, but the internet disagrees with me. Yeah, I know. You're a hater. You think it's an inappropriate friendship. Yes, and also not funny. And also, I thought it, I think he's funny. I think the little yes, I did like funny. him. And the and parents he- were funny. And Jennifer Lawrence is very watchable and has great like physical comedy. So some of it went on too long, like the sand fight and the car chase at the end and like whatever. And when she just gets like punched in the throat or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Good bits. (laughs) I mean, a movie that I am proud to say I got up this high on the list. Uh, In number 60, we have 80 for Brady, which I ranked (laughs) at 38, baby. Um, You never watched this, which is an injustice to feminism. You're right. Yeah. I'm such an ageist. Women can like sports too, (laughs) especially when they're lesbians like Lily Tomlin. Um, Yeah. Just loved this. Thought it was so fun. Funny. Campy. Didn't take itself too seriously. Um, I'm really upset because Diane Warren, who gets nominated every year for Best Song but never wins, um... For whatever reason, they decided to campaign her song from Flamin' Hot, the Cheetos movie, rather than her song for 80 for Brady. And I'm like, I don't understand why. And also the 80 for Brady song is sung by Dolly Parton. So I'm like, oh, yeah, wouldn't that have been better? Anywho, I heard it. 
I don't Moving know. on. <laughs> at number 59, we have Air, the Nike shoe movie, which you ranked at 52. I ranked at 40. So we're about on par with that. Yeah. Put it right there with Tetris, honestly. I don't know why they needed to make this shoe strategy a feature film. But but it reminded me that I really like Matt Damon, Ugh, it, which it has been an ongoing take. <laughs> Queer ally Matt Damon, I'll have you know. He does not use the F slur yeah, anymore. He's a great guy. Uh, at number 58, we have The Killer, which is the new David Fincher assassin movie. This went to Netflix, so I was sort of surprised you didn't see this either. The Killer? The Killer? Yeah, it's Michael Fassbender. No. Until the Swinton. Oh, it's no. like a Never action of kind of like assassiny movie. Mm, Whatever. No. Okay. Fine. Moving on. At number fifty seven, <laughs> we have Theater Camp, <laughs> which you ranked at forty five. I ranked it's at forty four. So. But, but is it kind, kind of? Kind of. It is. I, I think, think it kind of is. is. Great song. I wish that uh, was Oscar nominated. I know. Truly. Also, like um the Joan then <laughs> Joan. Oh my gosh. It's and like, and whatever song about um the cocaine number, yeah, the Studio yeah. 54 the number. Musical, oh. I mean, I think it's like the movie itself wasn't like always laugh out loud funny, but it's one of those slow builds that has that excellent payoff. And so I just respect it more. Um and that's a banger. I've listened to it multiple times, and um, it's great. And Io Idibri is in here, so oh yeah, hashtag support. Hashtag support. Famous Jennifer <laughs> Lopez hater Io Idibri. <laughs> yeah. Um, at number fifty six, we have another movie that you and I saw together, which I think is extremely underrated in general. Priscilla. Did we see Priscilla? I don't know. I can't remember. Time is a construct. Shotgun wedding. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you ranked at 49. I ranked at 39. I yeah. liked this movie. I mean, it's, again, a January release that stuck with me throughout the entirety of the year. I think J-Lo is obviously going through, like, her issues with marriage or whatever. She's doing all these sort of movies around it, and this is one of the best. Yeah, and also... um. Uh, what's her face from the White Lotus? Jennifer Coolidge is in oh, it yeah. as the mother-in-law, and yeah. it's so funny. At one point, she has a machine gun, which you know, obviously. <laughs> and there's a whole extended uh, bit about people being stuck in a pool during a uh, <laughs> hostage situation, which I think is a genius way to keep hostages. So, congrats to them. Very clever. So true. If I have to keep hostages, I'll be keeping them, them in, in the pool. pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, number fifty-five, we have. Megan, which you ranked 43 and I also ranked 43. So oh we, my gosh, so this cute. was the one movie that we both ranked at the same spot. The synergy, the little robot murderess who could. Yes. Titanium. A lot of great musical scenes in movies this year. I'm realizing. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, to mention it, her dance. I mean, yeah, I, I think this movie will never be understood fully, but it's a great ride, you know? Okay, now this next movie at number 54 is another one of these, like, how did we let this get so high in the list kind of movies? The, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds <laughs> and Snakes, which you ranked at 32 and I ranked at 54, but it's like, what? Like, I think it's really? Just it's so, like, well-made. You know what I mean? I guess so. But that's what I come back to, is, like, I appreciate the world-building of hunger games and i feel like they honored the original trilogy 
And I, I'm like a Rachel Zegler like truther now. Like I, no, I absolutely am. not. Everyone's too much of a hater. My name is Lucy Gray Bayard, and I yeah. happen to be a singer for the people in the woods. She's doing what she she was asked to do, and she's doing it well. And um, yeah, I, think I don't know about it, well. Actually, this would be a great movie. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, number fifty-three. We have Dicks the musical, which I refuse <laughs> to watch. But you rank thirty-three. Talk about a hater. Okay. Talk about a hater. Dicks the musical. A twenty-four. I mean, are you even a fan? I I don't know what to say. Like, I, I'm not a fan of Dicks. That I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like the gay musical parody of The Parent Trap, and and it's so dumb. Like it's so recognizably dumb but it like owns its dumbness. And then in the end, its dumbness is making a solid point, which is why do all these people care about what gay people do? Like if they really think they're that dumb and gross, like just move on with your lives. And Mm -hmm. so there's like this whole finale song that's like all love is love and God is an F slur, you know, like it's just. (laughs) Wait, what was the word? Could you say it, please? No, I can't say it. I refuse. <laughs> I will not be saying that. And but you see, know, and you, you and know. Matt Damon are similar you know. in that regard. Yeah, exactly. I and Matt Damon have learned and love. <laughs> <laughs> Number fifty-two. We do have a F slur, or actually, I guess perhaps a D slur, um, in Nyad mm. because they're lesbians uh, yeah. swimming across the channel. You rank this at fifty. It's I rank not this the at thirty-five. Channel, sir. It's like the I don't up, think up they call it the peninsula, channel. a sea. It's the the the, o- the vast ocean. <laughs> but it's not the ocean. It's the vast. It's like the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf. I think the Gulf between Cuba and Florida, which no one has done. And you know what? Why would they? That's my takeaway. And she got stung by jellyfish in her face. And she imagined the Taj Mahal for way too long a sequence. I just. I don't know. It's I sort fine. of like this movie, and I like the fact that they made her character so unlikable, which yeah. I thought was fun for a biopic. Yeah. I just feel like, I guess where I came at it is I watched it because it was Oscar nominated, and I was like, why is this Oscar nominated by the end? I mean, I love Jodie Foster. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. 51, we have She Came to Me, which uh, is oh, unremarkable other than the fact that Anne Hathaway played a nun in this movie, and I saw it and ranked it 32. Um, so that is all Bias. for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, 50. We're halfway, do- well, over halfway, but top 50. We're getting into the good stuff. We have another Best Picture nominee. <clears throat> okay. It's, for reference, not The Holdovers and not Oppenheimer. We have eight movies left. What is number 50? Maestro? Yes, oh it gosh, is Maestro. Three. You're doing well Thank this you. year, Shelby. <laughs> um... Because usually you're like, uh, wh- uh, wh- what's it's that? Just, what's honestly, that? It's just, uh, honestly, it's your level tone that lets me know it's not one that you loved and I hate it. So I, <laughs> I'm i able to pick those off pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. I'll have to, I'll have to try to yeah, disguise just, it just on the next one. I'm waiting for your um, challenges. <laughs> <laughs> when I start sounding like the cookie monster, <laughs> you'll know there's an issue. Uh, I rank this 31. Um, mm. I liked Maestro. Mm. It's much more of a vibe than a 
traditional biopic, which I liked. I Did think you that all- feel Leonard Bernstein's spirit <laughs> channeled through Bradley Cooper? Well, I was going to say, I can't tell whether I like it less or more <laughs> after Bradley Cooper's insane press tour. Where, that, did you see the clip where he was crying on the couch? He with the, He's like, know. I miss him so much. Sir, yes. you never met him. He was dead. Please. Uh, these are his children. Have some respect. I do but miss Gary him. Mulligan do miss is him. is so good in it, and and Bradley Cooper's facial prosthetics are entertaining. Also, I just love watching Bradley Cooper play his true self, which is a gay man. Um, you know what? I also saw a conductor analyze his conducting, which I thought. Oh, and said it was bad. Yeah, he's like, "Wow, yeah. it's really exhausting to to direct like that with the full mm-hmm. arm waving and." <laughs> chicken chicken marching uh, well he was sweating so obviously yeah yeah he really it was it was exhausting it. yeah at number 49 we have reality which is mm. the sydney sweeney movie but i never saw this i know you're like barely a fan it seems a like fake fan. well i saw anyone you saw but worst. you so yeah <laughs> and i um, also saw the movie where she her and justice smith are spying on their neighbors which was terrible oh yeah no reality is about like it's about this whistleblower whose name is reality winner which is honestly iconic um but she she leaks com uh she leaks uh u.s intelligence about russian interference in the 2016 election and so the film is all from the original like uh transcript from the fbi interrogation and so it's really interesting in that regard. But then on top of it, it's just like compelling to watch this, you know, young woman who thought she did the right thing and was completely eviscerated by a government who ended up using that same information when it was convenient to them. So she's still in prison, but like whatever. Um, it was good. It was a very entertaining film. At number 48, we have another contentious item on the list Mm. i ranked this 68 you ranked it 12th which (laughs) honestly i feel like are you a fake fan you should have ranked it 13th oh my gosh you're right it was right there what was i thinking i am a fake fan i'm losing Uh, my taylor swift uh card day by day yeah the eras tour Shelby texted me and said, I don't know if I can rank this. I don't know. And I said, no, you have to, because I wanted to drag it down. Um, How did you end up ultimately settling on 12th? I think I knew that it's very entertaining. Um, But there are some movies that were just too good to even pretend that I would put the Eras tour over it. And I feel comfortable where it's sandwiched. I think it is a film I'll revisit and enjoy and fast forward to the bits I like. But it's also not a film in any traditional sense. So I wanted to honor the top 10 by making those actual movies. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, in number 47, we have another movie with that I watched for the substance of it. Okay. Which is Passages. Um, <laughs> yes, it is an a NC-17 uh, rated movie that has lots of sex scenes in it. But it's also a good movie in addition to that and my rating was based on that aspect of the movie um not long gay sex scenes Mm. but there are those in this as well and (laughs) shelby didn't see it because she's i didn't i couldn't even i honestly am like oh passages wasn't that 
J-Law and Chris Pratt, but no. <laughs> no, that was. And un- unfortunately, I think the podcast started too late for us to have that in one of yeah. our rankings, but R.I.P. <sighs> At number 46, we have Blackberry, which I want to see but haven't gotten around to yet. Um, yeah. You ranked this at 30. Yeah, it, it's the it, it, it is a slew of films about the creation of, um, right after Flamin' Hot Cheetos, uh, Blackberry is about the rise and fall of the Blackberry phone, which I honestly wasn't necessarily looking forward to this because, again, I'm like, why are we doing these movies? Who cares? But it was funny, which I appreciate, because instead of trying to be like straight up drama, Oscar Beatty, like the social network, it was just like, these people are weird. They're dorks. What went wrong? And why did they go so bad so quick? And it answers that question very compellingly. And it's Canadian. So that's interesting. Oh, too. OK. Did a you number. Know that? F- uh, no, I did not. It started in Canada. Wow. So. Well, I am Canadian. So yeah. that's great. <laughs> Um, number 45, we have Fast X, which I think made it this high solely for Jason Momoa. Yes. I would agree with that assessment, honestly. And number 44, we have The Marvels, which I think is rated so high solely because of the Cats sequence. And Iman uh, Villani, who plays yes. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. You ranked at 34, I ranked at 42. She's a delight. This movie got panned by critics, which is unfair given how many other dumb movies... I think I gave it a pretty good review. Good for you. Let the record show. (laughs) Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Only by me. Um, At number 43, we have Nowhere, which you ranked at 27. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this movie is. So let me tell you, okay? This is a Spanish film that was distributed by Netflix. And it's sort of like a – it's set in the near future where where Spain is – turned into a totalitarian country and so there's this couple this pregnant couple who's trying to escape it and it's not really clear the politics of it exactly why they want it i think there's not enough food so they're like killing pregnant women i don't know but anyways she gets trapped alone on a shipping container that is then lost at sea and so it's a survival film where she also gives birth where she also has to figure out if her husband is still alive somewhere and it's really dark and sad and heavy and there's a lot of crying baby sounds which is not something I enjoy but the lead was like really good and she was really compelling and it was it was strangely like very emotional and heartfelt and not just like, oh, let's see how I can make 17 boxes of Ziploc bags help me at sea, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was good. And number 42, we have They Clone Tyrone, which mm. I also didn't see, but you saw and ranked 26. Wow, wow. racist. <laughs> uh, no, you can't say good. that I have cancer. <laughs> Diona Paris, who's also in the Marvels, is in this, and she's having a great time. And it's very funny. And Jamie Foxx is playing a... Um, pimp and he's also having a fun time and john boyega's there and he's cloned and he's not having a good time but he's <laughs> carrying it okay <laughs> and it was just wonky enough to like be fun but also be dark so mm-hmm. a nice a nice balance in number 41 we have alconde which is my beloved uh, chilean vampire yeah, movie yeah. that's on netflix this was on my um, list but i didn't get i didn't have time to do it because we did this a little sooner than i thought well, so I guess. Well, you know, but the cancer's fault, cancer. if yeah. if uh, if anything. But actually, I guess 
Yes. I guess technically, normally, we would have done this next week. Yeah, yeah. Because we usually do it the week before the Oscars. So, yeah, okay. My fault, my fault, my <laughs> fault. Uh, number 40, we have an Adam Sandler movie. Can you imagine? You are, n- you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah, which yeah. you rank 24 and I rank 45. So oh. you like this more than I did, but I did really like this movie. Yeah. So I'm a sucker for, you know, female friendship and those tween girlhood moments. And I thought this was really charming. Um, in number 39, we have a movie that I'm sort of shocked I like as much as I did, which is Dumb Money. <laughs> you ranked it at 35. I ranked it at 33. Yeah. Another one. Another. How did this happen? Movie? I th- really so <laughs> many this year. Wow. What what's what headline can we make into a full? I'm like film? I'm like. Are there more of these to come? Unclear yeah. <laughs> on the on this list or just in life in general. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, number thirty eight. We have another Oscar nominee in Nimona, which mm. you ranked twenty. I ranked forty eight. This is like a cute little gay. Yeah. I know. Do you hate gay people? Movie? Are you homophobic? I hate l- lizard girls. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's the that demographic really I don't like. That really bad. Okay. <laughs> I really thought we were friends. <sighs> um, okay. Well, in number, th- in number 37, we have a movie. Some of these movies, I'm like, oh, I just know that Shelby's not going to like them, so she doesn't watch them, and then I get to put them wherever I want on the <laughs> list, which is great. Um, well, and mathematically, this is, right? Well, mathematically, you honor yes. the system, correct? Well, yes. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 technically. At number 37, we have Bo is Afraid, which is oh Ari Aster's gosh. movie from this year. I ranked it at 24. That's outrageous. Um, That's absolutely insane. It's so good. You didn't even see it. And Patti Lapone's incredible in it. And so is Parker Posey. Okay. And so is Nathan Lane. It's low-key a gay, kind of gay movie, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mm. guess. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay, I'm intrigued to talk through this next one. At 36, we have All of Us Strangers, mm. which you ranked at 17. I ranked at 49. I really did not... L- I liked I certain I scenes in this movie, but I felt like the end, I was like, oh, I saw brother. your review, and I was like, sir, I think you missed the point. I mean, honestly, I watched this yesterday, so fresh on my mind. And I think it seems like you felt taken advantage of you thought it was gimmicky you were like oh this is last christmas all over again right exactly Plot twist they're all dead but i feel like they made it pretty clear i mean one you know his parents are dead so he's talking to his parents the whole time and so you're already put into this sort of meditative space where it's definitely like about grief more than it is about anything else and so the final twist was less a disappointment to me and more proof of concept on this sort of um theme of how devastating grief is and how we have to figure out how to let that fuel our lives instead of diminish it personally. Mm, And I also think it was interesting because it's, it's taking place with that sort of lost generation of gay men where it's the post 80s world and so there is like this level of acceptance and like he's telling his parents like oh yeah nobody cares that we're gay anymore and like nobody cares but then there is still that there is still a lot of judgment and there is still a lot of self-hate and there is still a lot of homophobia, but you kind of don't have the language to like say your life is hard because you're growing up out of the shadow of people who were like truly, you know, targeted in in mass for, for who they loved and whatnot. 
And so I liked that it sort of like was him lost in this grief, but also literally lost in this world where he's in this empty house and has nothing really, but is still expected to carry on. I don't know. I thought it was like a really beautiful and sort of quiet look at um, how grief lingers, I guess. But then he was dead all along. Yeah. And so like, I guess that makes the sex stuff weird and kind of unnecessary, but I didn't mind it because I kind of felt like it was coming, you know? I'm just too tuned in, I guess. I just, oh, okay. I, I, I just, just like know it too quickly, mm-hmm, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in number 35, we have the blackening, which mm. you ranked at 51. I really like this. I put this at 15. I thought this oh, wow. was such a fun, clever um, horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I also went to the premiere of it, which was such a fun event. And like Kiki, the whole cast was there and Kiki Palmer was the MC. So I also sort of wonder if I'm higher on this just because like the whole vibe of like everybody watching it was like I watched it in, with such a yeah. good audience. Yeah. No, there were plenty of funny moments and I liked the idea. I just felt like there were moments where it could have gone harder maybe or mm. like really ratcheted up the laughs. But it was good. At number 34, we have Kokomo City, which you did not see. I ranked this 23. This is this is a documentary about like black trans sex workers okay. that's really good. Um, it should have been nominated for an Oscar, but wasn't. Um, and yeah, it's just like very fun. Well, I, I I maybe fun isn't the right word, but it's like it's interviewing all of these women. And it, they're all like really frank and sort of like foul mouthed, but very entertaining. And there's certain sections that are really sad and heartbreaking, but then other sections that are really funny and uplifting and entertaining. So I, I don't know. I really like this and thought it did a really good job. And it's also beautifully shot as a documentary too. It's all in black and white, um, which you know yeah. just means the movie's good if they're yeah, doing yeah. that. That's always the telltale sign. Always, like with Blonde, for example. <laughs> Um, at number 33 we have Rye Lane which I have been wanting to watch and I have looked for it on every plane that I have ridden on in the last couple months and it's not on there and I'm like you guys what are you doing this feels like a perfect plane movie and I would be watching well I think it's a Hulu original so I don't know how they do that but bastards I know it's a really cute rom-com I talked about it in our mid-year ranking and I think People who are like, oh, they just don't know how to make rom-coms anymore. Anyone but you sucks. It's like, well, watch Rye Lane then, honestly. It's cute. So I so I should watch Rye Lane. Yeah, exactly. You're the target you're audience. Yeah. I'm the target audience. At number 32, we have May, December, which I ranked 46. You ranked 16. I thought that this – I wanted to like this movie so much and felt like it was just – there were so many things going on. It should have been a limited series. It, like – did 900 things and didn't do any of them well. But I understand that lots of people disagree with me. I liked how it did it. I liked that it was sort of this, this like tiny little piece of the story and all these intersecting weirdos and, and victims and whatnot. And everyone was doing their best. And it was so funny. It was like so clever and funny and like really paid homage to this sort of like, even with the music and the way the camera worked, like it was just so... It was such an enjoyable movie for me. 
Mm. And number 31, we have the Archies, which is mm. the sort of like Bollywood Riverdale uh, movie that I randomly went to a screening of sort of half accidentally. Um, I ranked a 21. It is so fun. And I love a musical, obviously. And the music's great and the dancing. And it's just like a fun little romp of a movie. So if it's on Netflix if you're okay. ever in the market for something easy breezy and light um okay at number 30 we have missing which is another movie that i wanted to watch but i haven't seen yet <laughs> um you ranked at 21 yeah this is storm Reed in the everything's on a screen follow-up um i thought it was good it was really edge of your seat lots of interesting plot twists and um i found it even more compelling than the the kidnapped one the searching searching yeah <laughs> Uh, at 29, we have Polite Society, which Cute. you ranked at 11. I ranked this at 47. Mm. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't. It felt kind of slight to me, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 did, I did not love it, even though it was a very cute, fun movie. And I did like the action sequences and stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, I wish you had taste, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have taste, Shelby. I have cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I forgot. Uh, yeah. Cancer destroys taste. Okay. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 28, we have Dungeons and Dragons on mm. colon, Honor Among Thieves. Mm, uh, yeah. I rank this 37. You rank this 19. So we're about like in the same ballpark for this. This I thought this was a, such a fun movie. Yeah, I think Way so better too. than I thought it was going to be. No, agreed. I mean, yeah, you can't really get better than it. <laughs> um, and at number 27, we have another Oscar movie that I need to watch but haven't yet, which is Society of the Snow. You mm. rank this at 18. Yeah, you really need to like, <laughs> come on. Um, this will be a really good chemo one because it's really upbeat and moves really fast. Uh, no, this is about the plane crash in the Andes and the infamous... Uh, cannibalism but i like it because it sort of takes away the salaciousness of the story and focuses on the boys how young they are what they were really forced to contend with and a lot of it is around this idea of like faith and god which did carry a lot of these boys through it um but ultimately it's like about how important their friendship was which i think is something you don't see a lot in these survival films where everyone like turns against each other or there's like Especially with something like cannibalism, there's an easy way to paint it as like they lose their humanity. Um, but this is a really well done film. And on top of it, it's like expertly crafted because they filmed it like in the same location. Like you see the cold, you feel the cold, like the just complete isolation of disappearing into this in an uninhabitable world was really well done, too. Okay, we are at number 26, which is the first hit to one of our top 10 list okay. um you ranked this movie at number 48 i ranked it at seven top which 10? is fair play <laughs> oh my god not the honestly if you'd asked me to predict your top 10 i wouldn't have put this in there i know you liked it but come on <laughs> well here's the thing there so my actual like actual actual top 10 i had like I had some truly random things in, right, so I right. had to like rip, you know, you're like oh, jiggle things bad. around a slight <laughs> bit. But I think, like, I feel like fair. Like, I watch a lot of movies, yeah, obviously, yeah. 
And there's usually a point in even the best movies where I sort of like am a little bit bored or like when was this going to be done? You know, and I feel like Fair Play was like one of the tautest, like most suspenseful movies that I have ever seen where it's like the action just like keeps getting ratcheted up. The tension just keeps getting higher, but it doesn't get higher in a way that's like crazy or fake or you know like mission impossible it's like everything feels like an actual thing that for the most part like an action like sort of what would be the next step that happens and it's just i i don't know i think the screenplay is so well done for that and so even though the and also it's just like i think really takes to task these sort of like douchey quote unquote like nice guy uh finance people who are like only nice until you sort of like slightly take something away from them and then they just completely unravel and turn yeah, into these horrible people yeah yeah and and i thought that the performances by both of the lead actors were really strong For like sure. i can see why people wouldn't necessarily like this movie and it's also like I, not necessarily a like a super uh, I don't know, like it does have things to say, but you know it's not like as important as yeah, some yeah. of these other movies coming up. But I don't know. I just thought the screenplay was like so impressive yeah. that I put it up this high. Yeah, I mean i I liked it. I thought it was interesting watching this sort of male meltdown and this woman trying to tiptoe around her boys friend's feelings while he gave her none of the same grace i think my issue with it comes down to there's a rape scene and while you know what you can argue about if that's necessary i felt like in this movie it felt more maybe sensationalized and sort of breezed over because in the end i was just reading all these reviews where it's like wow what a crazy couple this couple's got a chill like oh my gosh she drew a knife and i'm like well are we forgetting like how crazy, how wild he took things? Like, I don't know. I just, it didn't feel like an erotic thriller in the end. It felt like a straight up like trauma, <laughs> uh, you know, revenge situation, which I didn't love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. And there, yeah, that one scene does sort of like come out of nowhere at the yeah. end. Um. But moving on, in number 25, we have Dream Scenario, the Nicolas Cage sort of A24 horror movie. <laughs> you rank this at 29. I rank this at 26. Okay. Um, I thought this was a very, like, clever, interesting yeah. movie. And Nicolas Cage is so good so in good. it. So good. So uncomfortable. So good. <laughs> like, should have been nominated for an Oscar, honestly, yeah. I think. Yeah. it was. It's just kind of weird. It kind of, like pitters through the end but it was good like it's a definitely interesting character portrait at number 24 we have priscilla which you ranked at 42 i ranked this at 12 um i love a sofia coppola movie they're so like pretty and the costumes are so nice and i thought that the performances were really strong it's like a very quiet movie but i also think it does um get into some fairly sinister interesting things and especially after elvis last year which was such a like uh, oh we don't we love elvis wait i will say this so i saw dune last night and austin butler is in it yeah and he is again doing a crazy performance and it's like it's really good in the movie but it's like 
it's he's giving Jared Leto. <laughs> Must be said. Okay. Anyways, I'm so excited. Back to Jacob Elordi's Priscilla. my Elvis. So, uh, I yeah. love Jacob Elordi. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is very much style over substance for me, especially in the second act. But I do agree that it's it's an interesting character study. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of highlighting random things that perhaps people didn't see. In number twenty three, we have all do all dirt roads taste of salt, which is um, my number seventeen. This is like a super quiet A twenty four movie about these sisters who live in like the deep south and sort of growing up. And it's one of those movies. Like everything is so beautifully shot, and it's kind of shot out of order. Or you're getting like snippets of these girls' lives, and then only like once you get to the end do you sort of put all the pieces together and realize like exactly what's happened to them and what that like what their life mm. path was and i think it's like a lot smarter than it seems and it's gorgeous and it's also from a first time like young black filmmaker and i just thought it was incredible it was at new york film festival i think it got a super limited release but i would imagine it's on some streaming platform or another now so I don't know. i'll keep an eye out Anyways, and at number 22, we have Shelby's favorite filmmaker, Wes Anderson's latest movie, (laughs) Asteroid City. How is that from this year? I feel like I've, no, I reject Well, it was pushed back about six (laughs) times, I feel like, due to the pandemic. But I ranked it 16. Good for you. You didn't see it. Sorry. Um, Okay, number 21, we are at another Best Picture nominee, Um, Shelby. Would you like to guess what we have I'm here? I'm going to say Killers of the... F- oh, wait. I'm going to say Barbie. Uh, no. You were correct the ah, first time. It is Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. <laughs> you ranked this 37. I ranked it 14. Okay. Um, but like a very good, like well put together movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is definitely well made, which is why it's higher than maybe... I would have put it just based on my interest in it as a film. But I mean, we did a whole episode on this. I just felt like it was frustrating, even in his attempt to move away from all the white men and like arguing about whatever it is. I just feel like it's still dawdled in like the tension of Leo's character and killing his own wife and her family. Yeah. Yeah. It's longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, now we're at 20, which is another Best Picture nominee. This one is Barbie. Okay. Which you ranked number one. I'm and sorry I that it was a fun number time. 50. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? It's basic, but it's okay to be basic. <laughs> That's what the year 2023 taught us, okay? I'm sorry. I thought the what the year twenty twenty three taught us were women. They gotta work, but they gotta be pretty, and they gotta be a mom, but they gotta be a worker, and they gotta be a coach. Is that your America Ferrera impression? Yeah, that, I was like, Yikes. that's 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 as best as I've got. <laughs> I think you just don't get it, and that's okay. You know, I think this is definitely intro to feminism. It's definitely like lightweight feminism, and I don't think it's corporate boss babe I think it's an interesting look at toxic masculinity and I think that is where the message is lost for you maybe but it's been an interesting conversation starter for lots of people and I think that's great and on top of it it was so 
fun to see the world building, the practical effects, the costuming, the music, like all of the pieces, I think were just an absolute blast. I wish that I, like there is a universe in which this movie like comes out and does fine and gets like average ratings. And I feel like in that universe, I sort of like am on board with this <laughs> and like, like it. Maybe I think so because, because it like, everyone was like, this is the best movie ever made. This is the best movie of the year that I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Um, And that has sort of set me on a path of yeah. like, quote unquote, not liking Barbie, even though they're really, are a lot of parts of it that I like like the music's so good the performances are good the costumes and the production design are obviously great um yeah there is a lot to love I just don't like the corporateness <laughs> of it it's giving capitalism um okay number 19 which is like the flip side of this coin is poor things yeah. which I rated number one Cute. you ranked it 46. I knew. I knew when I saw this, I was like, this is my Barbie. And I knew we would have sort of mirror reactions to it. And and I respect that this meant something to you. I respect that it's a very beautifully made film. And there's a lot of to the <laughs> machinations of it that work. But I was very, very frustrated by this film. The... When we, when I was visiting you in California, we like drove by something or another that said poor things on it. And I was like, <laughs> I know Shelby's seen this. If Shelby had liked this, she would be taking the opportunity to say that right now. Yeah. And the fact that she has not said anything, I was like, I cannot be bringing this up. I was like, <laughs> like I, I just, I, I simply cannot. <laughs> I already got bad news. Is that I know. Enough? Exactly. <laughs> no, I, the thing with poor things, it's like, it's this. <clears throat> It's this weird sci-fi saga where, like, okay, we're putting a baby's brain into an adult woman, and then the woman is, like, dating this creepy man, and then, okay, but now there's also, like, this sex aspect to it, and also it's, like, written and directed by a man, even though Emma Stone was, like, highly involved in a lot of the mm -hmm. creation mm -hmm. process of it. So it's, like, I understand why this is not going to work for everybody and why there are like very easy points for people to have a lot of hangups about it. Um, and I think that those make sense in a lot of ways for me personally, I feel like it is really about sort of, um, I think it's, it's about like realizing that, you do actually have power over your body and over your sexuality. Oh, even though like a society of people have sort of told you that it's one thing you can kind of take it and use it however you want to, which I think is, was really important for me as like a gay person. But I also have talked with a lot of friends since this came out, especially trans people who this has really spoken to them. Um, and so I think that there is a lot of stuff to love here but I think it's one of those movies where it's like 20 minutes in you're either like on board or you're not and there's sort of no way of when like when she first picks up that apple yeah. it's like okay <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah and I respect that and I knew that this was one of your favorites going into it and I think different things stood out to me and I had issues with her being this like 
oh, I'm on this journey of self-discovery and I'm being introduced to all this sort of ideas and thinking and socialism and whatnot. But in the end, she ends up in exactly the same place doing exactly what was done to her before. And I found that really, really frustrating that the idea we have, especially in American Western society of empowerment is very individualized. And so it's like, oh, she gets her happy ending. Ergo, she's a, you know, hashtag boss. Like, I don't know. I just, I found myself frustrated with this insistence that because she is owning her sexuality, it doesn't matter that she's sexualized. And on top of it, she then goes on to, you know, allow people into her circle of privilege, but doesn't necessarily break down the walls. Like it literally ends with her in her happy little garden saying like, we're going to take on this science and like make it work for us. But how it works for them is just doing the same harm that was done to her because this guy deserved it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And no, so I can it see just that. became a little frustrating. Um, but I recognize I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the rare camp. It's, you know, it has like 11 nominations. Everyone loves it. Obviously Emma Stone is doing a lot and I did really like Mark Ruffalo and the costuming and set design and whatnot. So I won't, I won't be surprised that this cleans up a lot at the Oscars as well. Mark Ruffalo is so good in this yeah, movie. He is. And I, and I feel like he is good in everything, but like got to be, have such a fun time playing this like deranged character in this <laughs> yeah. that I yeah I wish that he was going to win but he probably is going to lose to Robert Downing Jr. Everyone which it's like is. oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> so dull so dull um okay moving on at number 18 we have the Iron Claw Aww. which you ranked third I ranked 41st Aww. um <laughs> I think this movie, you know, it's it's hard for me with a sports a movie about <laughs> like it's just so masculine, and I wanted and I hated the parents so much that I wanted them to have more of a comeuppance. But yeah. I do, I did enjoy this movie way more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm shocked that I liked it as much. I think because it was sort of a softer look at masculinity instead of hyping up like the the muscle of these boys it was all about their love for each other and i felt like that was just like that healed something in me it was so tender and like i don't know yeah it took on toxic masculinity in such a subtle way and also positive way that i i really liked it i thought it was so beautiful and i wish it got more attention this award season at number 17 we have godzilla minus one <laughs> which you ranked 34 i or i ranked 34 you ranked it eight um this is the Japanese like new Godzilla. Is it a? It's just like a spinoff. Or yeah, it's, it's just like a, a standalone Godzilla story that takes place after World War II, as Japan is moving forward after the end of the war and the uh, bombing. Thanks, Oppenheimer. And on top of that, when they're already down, they get hit with Godzilla. And so it's like an action film, but then at the heart of it, it's also this really emotional story about like social commentary around this war-torn country and like all of that history. And I loved it. It was so good. I hope this wins visual effects just because it was like this little film I know. that could. 
I mean, it's also the only movie in that category that it seems like anybody actually like likes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like you guys. Like, let's just <laughs> give it please, the win. Please. Um, in number 16, we have Eileen, which you didn't see, <laughs> but this is the Anne Hathaway sort of lesbian prison movie uh, that I ranked at 11. This is like such a taut thriller and Anne Hathaway is doing the most. And I think <laughs> giving a, a really actually good performance i mean she's obviously always good but this is um incredible and way better than i thought it was going to be as a movie in general um so yes go see eileen and number 15 we have bottoms which i ranked 29 you ranked nine love it uh love bottoms i rewatched it on the plane yesterday and it was so funny still like i i think it's one of those movies where if you get it you get it but otherwise you're like what is this tone where is it going why is this happening but it's just so balls to the walls, like bonkers, that I just really respect it. <laughs> I love Rachel Sennett so much. Yeah. Like, put her in truly anything. Yeah. And Ayo Adebari is so good, too. Uh, yeah, she's great in everything, too. Um, and number 14, we have another movie that Shelby did not see, which is going to be a theme here for Oh, my a gosh. Bit. Um, <laughs> which is Talk to Me, the horror movie about the, like, paper mache hand that is demon possessed this was my favorite horror movie of the year obviously Shelley doesn't really like horror but um it was a24 super indie from australia that then they um found and decided to distribute in the u.s just like a very kind of cheap horror movie like low budget but so well done and i loved it and i famously dressed up as the main character for halloween so that's exciting too (laughs) um just kidding. Not in blackface, <laughs> Shelby. What are you trying to do here? I didn't see it. Um, but Rob, you did didn't see my it. costume. Oh um, no, I did. I just the main character is black, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she is. But, she but is. You didn't take it that far, and I respect that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number thirteen, we have Saltburn, which I ranked twenty-two. You ranked at fifteen. Uh, the internet's favorite movie. Yeah, it's very funny, very gorgeous. I think it tried to maybe say a lot more than it needed to, but I think that's an interesting film to talk about, and I always, I always support that. <laughs> um. Okay, we got another best picture nominee at number twelve. I think we have what four best picture nominees left. Um, what okay, do you see. think the ones left are? Um, um. Anatomy of a Fall, American Fiction, Past Lives, and Zone of Interest. What is number 12? Is it Zone of Interest? It is not. Oh, shoot. Uh, American Fiction? No. Oh, my gosh. Past Lives? No. No. (laughs) It is Anatomy of a Fall, which you ranked 7, I ranked 28. Okay. Low for you. I thought you loved this movie. Who am I thinking of? I really did. Okay. I mean, I did really like it. I think for I, it's one of those movies where it's like I watched it and I was so engaged yeah. and so interested. Um, and then my main takeaway from it was just like, what is the French legal system doing? <laughs> like, I was like the the main thing that I just sit and ponder is like everybody just decides to stand up and kind of yell whenever they want. Like nobody's really yeah, like, they just kind of talk really conversational. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, let's have the child 
sit in on the case? Like, what's going on? But the fights between the main woman, played by Sandra Hewler, and her husband are yeah. are actually incredible. And the use of a, I don't know, uh, uh, island version of PIMP is honestly iconic. I just... <laughs> Did you see did you it. see the bit from the Indie Spirit Awards? No. Where AD Bryant came back over a, after one of the commercial breaks and that music was playing over <laughs> the speakers and she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, my husband's up doing a renovation." <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It was it was good. I I was excited to watch this. Everyone loved it. It's really well made. It's really well crafted and I think it is interesting the way it sort of starts out as a sort of courtroom thriller and then ultimately begins to be about more of how we hold people accountable for their worst moments and kind of judging someone in a marriage under the ugliest of circumstances. Plus there's a dog and I love a good dog scene. So even if the, the dog discovers the dead body. Yeah. <laughs> well or and almost is used dies. as a yeah. <laughs> a little guinea pig to test out um suicide attempts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number 11, just short of the top 10, is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Thank you. Which I ranked at 20, you ranked at 13. A movie we loved. We loved it. We loved it. Rachel McAdams should be nominated. Say. Yeah, she should. Stealing uh, the show. Um, okay, number 10, we have The Color Purple, mm. which you ranked at 25. I ranked this at 6. Oh, wow. Okay. Big fan. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. I I mean, I obviously love a musical. I thought that the acting and everything was so good in this. Mm -hmm. I have now watched the other movie and read the book, and I feel like that this is just as strong and is much less sort of depressing without wow. shying away from the depressing <laughs> parts. Um, and could have guessed that that yeah it's i just thought this was so well done and well crafted um and i think i, I struggle with musicals that are more like vignette like where it's like yeah scene song move to another scene mm -hmm. and so this is a little bit harder plus so much domestic violence i just felt like you know pummeled by it but i did like the performances a lot and i um the music was surprisingly fun for being mm -hmm. so depressing <laughs> um in number nine we have another best picture nominee okay. uh left on the table are american fiction past lives and zone of interest in alphabetical order um what is number nine zone of interest yes <laughs> nice i rank this 18 you rank this number 10 yeah you yeah. saw this recently as well, a, a Sandra Hewler double feature. Exactly, I did. Um, this is a German film that follows uh, the family of the leader of Auschwitz during World War II and the Holocaust. And so they're right next door to Auschwitz. You hear so much of the violence but never see any of it. And it's really just this domestic sort of, I, I don't know, character study and it's really unsettling. And I think it's interesting because so many, there's so many Holocaust movies and stories, which rightfully so, it's such an important part of our history and like a very troubling and fascinating in the same, same vein. But I think this had a very excellent POV that felt very relevant to where we are today and how we, you know, can, it kind of drove home the point of how quickly we all learn to compartmentalize evil 
and choose to go about our daily business instead of uh, divesting from the trauma around us. And um, yeah, I think it was, I think that really elevated it for me and was really powerful in the end. Uh, okay, our next three movies on the list are all movies that I have seen, oh which Shelby gosh. has not seen. I am sorry for I'm this. I'm gonna have to check your mouth. This isn't this isn't making any sense. And <laughs> uh, number, f- uh, my number four pick overall is Renaissance, a film by oh, yeah, Beyonce. Sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't see this. I really am. I meant to. Apologies yeah, well, I guess I it's not on the it's not on streaming though. No, it's not. Re- and so it did have like a very limited theatrical run in yeah. that it only ran like on weekends for like three weeks or something like that. Um, I thought this was, I mean, the tour itself was incredible, but then also watching all of the behind the scenes stuff was just mind blowing. I think that the like camera work of the documentary is great. I mean, you put the Taylor Swift one at number 12, so yeah. I feel like it's... We're having similar thoughts. Yeah, exactly. I just... Yeah, <laughs> for a different people. Um, at number seven, I have my number three pick, which is Perfect Days. This is the movie about the Tokyo bathroom cleaner um, in Japan. And it's just like a super quiet... Um, charming like character study of this older man who drives around and cleans these bathrooms in Tokyo and sort of his relationships with the other bathroom worker and some other people who come into his life like not that much happens but it's so lovely and it has an incredible soundtrack because he listens to these cassette tapes in his van as he drives around Tokyo and I have yet to hear from a single person that they did not love this movie like I think it's just one of those movies that's impossible to dislike because it's just so charming and there's really like nothing controversial or whatever about it um so yeah I think this is technically like on VOD maybe right now or maybe it's in theaters I'm not sure but very very good and then in number six we have my number two pick which is Monster which is another Japanese movie. This is sort of a kind of like a vantage point-esque thriller where basically you get the same storyline multiple times, but from different perspectives. And every time you, it's almost like a completely different story because you're learning all of these new details. And it is related to these two kids at an elementary school and like something is going on with one of them and you're, figuring it out like from one of the parents points of view from the teachers points of view um and it's well done and interesting from like a kind of thriller whodunit perspective but then when you finally get to the last round of the story and learn what actually happens i found it like very very emotional and was like weeping Mm -hmm. so definitely would recommend that as well i am not sure what the status on where yeah, it's you can not, access it's that. It's not as streaming well. and it's not for rent yet, but I've been keeping my eye out. <sighs> soon, 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 soon. Okay, top five. These are movies that we've both seen. Um, in number five, we have the sequel to a previous winner in Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. You ranked this number two, I ranked it number 19. Um, oh, but a favorite franchise of ours. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this. Uh, you know, it ends on a cliffhanger. So how part two works out and also if they can treat their animators better. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that sex stories wasn't great. Um. Okay. And number four, we have another best picture winner. Is it American Fiction or Past Lives? I'm trying to think of the math here. I'm gonna say Past Lives. It is past lives. The math is basically the same for <laughs> them both, though. Okay. Um, yeah. You ranked past lives 14. I ranked it five. Yeah. Um, yeah. This has been a movie that we've both really liked for the entirety of the year, basically. It's like the one early year Oscar nominee and just so well done. Well, I didn't see it until I saw it pretty late. So everyone loved it. I was waiting to see it. And then you gave me a screener. And then oh, wait, it. when did you watch it then? Have we not talked about it? I don't think so. Wait, what were your thoughts then? I liked it. I did. I liked it. I think I was waiting for more maybe. I felt like it was a little like quieter than I thought mm-hmm. it would be. But it's really beautifully shot and I really do like Greta Lee in it. And I think, I think finishing it and having time to think about it, I liked it more than my first reaction after. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a slow burn. Yeah. Um, in number three, we have the our our favorite Best Picture nominee of the year, which is American Fiction. Yeah. Um, you ranked this at five. I ranked this at thirteen. But yeah. I love this movie too. I know, so funny, so fun. I wish it came out next year so it could win Best Casting category or whatever they announced. Ugh, I know. <laughs> because it's just such a great ensemble, and everyone in it is just doing so good and they're so perfectly cast and i loved it so funny okay and now at number two we have origin which (laughs) i ranked at 10 you ranked at six but again an exquisite an exquisite movie honestly and everyone's like oh oh it's it's heavy-handed oh it's not subtle enough but it's like (laughs) well you guys clearly aren't getting it still you know I think it's so good and I really like the intimacy of her style and the camera work and the way it pulled this impossible feat off. I loved it. Everyone should see it. No one everyone. Oscar mm-hmm. voting body did, but everyone else should. <laughs> and another movie that did not get nominated for Oscars is our number one movie of the year, which is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Excellent. I ranked this at eight. You ranked this at four. I'm sort of surprised that this is our number one movie because it came out so early and was such a tiny little thing that we sort of like accidentally ended up doing an episode (laughs) on just because nothing else was coming out. But yeah, phenomenal. Honestly, (laughs) it it did. I'm ready to blow. Well, honestly, I was driving somewhere or another while I was in California and I saw a pipeline and I was like, "Hmm." you're like, I know what to do with that. (laughs) I was like, hmm, Shelby. Get a burner. Do you happen to have a giant? uh, Do you know how to stir concrete? (laughs) Yeah, we can figure it out for sure. I mean, it's not instructional, but it is inspirational. You know, that's that's the movie for you. Yes. And after a very limited run in theaters because of conspiracies and the powers that be, it is streaming on Hulu, I think. So no excuse. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, it's crazy how like... How to Blow Up a Pipeline got removed from theaters so quickly, but something that had a lot of corporate backing, like Barbie, was just in theaters <laughs> forever and ever and yeah, ever. Nothing else to Makes do you with think. crowd size and Makes you stuff think. like that. But yeah, no, mm. it's, it is. Mm. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, 
But yeah, that is it. We're coming in under two hours, which is... We did it. I'm proud of Good us. for us, I feel like. Yeah, honestly. I was worried. I mean, I I was worried I would have to leave my daughter at daycare for an extra long hour. But we did it. We pulled it off. Magic. Look at us. Well, uh, oh well, my goodness. Uh, you know, I hope we get to talk soon. But I also hope you spend your, your time watching something better than Sex in the City. Um, maybe you can revisit Barbie or consider giving Society of the Snow a chance for once. I do feel like Rye Lane is a perfect cancel oh, movie, yeah, so Rye I Lane. am like, yeah. I'm like, that That we have to be watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll be, yeah, I'll be in, getting chemo next week. We'll see how things go from there. Hopefully, I'll be, we'll be back sooner rather than later i mean the oscars are coming up mm-hmm, so god mm-hmm. forbid we don't get to talk about those yeah. you know what you should just ask your doctor if you can bring your podcasting gear to your chemo session i hear they're really long um really <laughs> really comfortable and convenient quiet zen like area so i think it's perfect maybe we should use this as the as a as the reason to relaunch the podcast is the Sex in the City recap podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that's never been done before. No, no. I, I think people forgot that show existed. So it would be our duty to uh, bring it back to the forefront of conversation. Yeah, we got to tell the people. Yeah, you're such a Miranda. Mm. Sure. <laughs> I'll know what that means soon. Yeah, you'll have to tell me. <sighs> uh, okay, well, thank you for another great year of... Yeah podcasting honestly um provided i'm not dead we'll be back (laughs) doing this again next year and if you are dead i promise to do an episode of all my favorite cancer movies in your honor okay (laughs) starting with five feet apart and uh working my way down from there (laughs) to sitting at cake sitting in the bar the bar with sitting (laughs) sitting in the bar with cake that yeah if you if i die please do that in my honor just take cakes to bars i mean it's basically (laughs) the same strategy as you're lurking around dog parks uh, to make friends have you ever had a friend die of cancer here have a piece of cake let me tell you about it (laughs) (laughs) they're like this sad woman who's been sitting in this applebee's for hours (laughs) we can't get her to leave oh but um To anyone who is struggling to find the humor in this situation, I hear you and I see you. And I apologize <laughs> for laughing through this. But um, we all mourn in our own ways. So Yes. And I'm the one who has the cancer. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sets the tone. I, sh- I should be the one taking it the hardest, yeah. theoretically, I guess. Yeah. Um, hmm. But okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening who has stuck it out through this <laughs> almost two hours. Um, this will give you lots of lots to listen to while we're on hiatus and hopefully i'll be back sooner rather than later um Mm -hmm. see you guys next week bye